Tavares backhand towards the goal. Loose puck. Everybody's Up the boards, can't get it out. Sweeney, blast for it, scores! Gretzky controlling it. Inside the blue line, Gretzky gets it, he shoots, he scores! Just a one-man show, Wayne Gretzky. He passed to McDavid, he's in the roll. Connor McDavid scores! Connor McDavid! Patrick John Tavares! This is one of the best World Junior games we have ever seen. I'm too tired even to uh, pull the fader down, Paul. I'm just too tired. That was uh, that was one hell of a day. That was uh, a roller coaster. I just want to have the music. When do you want to start? Do you want to do this right Let's now? Because I don't know Let's if do I got it. anything left in me. Okay. Day one of the World Junior Hockey Championship underway. We were in Ostrava today. Went all the way from Prague to uh, Olomouc. Olomouc, yeah. yes. I'll have that down in no time. That's right. And then uh, quickly just got all comfortable and then moved the show on the road and uh, and then took in two unbelievable hockey games in Ostrava. The opening matchup. And, you know, it's not like we should be surprised or anything because we did talk about the fact that the Home Czech Republic team. taking That's on Russia right. would be a crazy game just from an emotional standpoint. And then we also talked about the fact that it's one of those games, if you're the Russians, you had to be really careful about because the home team and the home ice advantage might come into play, and it did. Oh, it did in spades. Uh, the crowd was hopping. That place was hopping, I know, because I was Do you want in, to explain that to people? Well, because it just they have a chant that they do that goes hop, 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 and they were hop, hop, hopping. And I tell you, that stadium was shaking. <laughs> I was up in the in a, in the skybox, and the skybox was shaking. I can tell you that for sure. And uh, you have to think that the Russians felt it on the bench, the Czechs felt it on the bench in a good way. And uh, getting that first goal for the Czechs and getting that crowd involved into the game, I think, was instrumental in what they did. Today. The other thing too, and here we are talking about the home team first before Team Canada, but they scored two quick goals in the opening period, had a two nothing lead in full value. The Russians just came storming back, but you know what? They let them. The Russians just let the Czechs hang around and hang around, and then it came down to goaltending in the third period, and the Czech Republic had much better goaltending. Well, they had better goaltending right from the get-go. Oh, yeah. It was just a bit of a mess for the Russians. Yeah, it was a bad start for the Russian goalkeeper. And uh, at the end, I mean, just undisciplined play by the... by the. But, no, there were calls both ways in that game. One call was absolutely horrific, where the Czech player grabbed onto the Russian player's arm and then did a spinorama pirouette into the ice and got a penalty. I didn't think that would happen over here, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, well, it happened. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, at the end, that uh, one hit from behind, I think, was really costly for the Russians because, you know, they were ready a man down, and then they basically watched their time just whittle away. Well, we have been talking frequently about the fact that at this event, your power play's got to click. Absolutely has to click. Yes. And your goaltending's got to be great. Yes. And for the Czech Republic, their goaltending was better, and their power play was better. It was. And that's why they come up with a 4-3 victory. Uh, 
two other matchups that were played down the road a little bit. And uh, that, that had a 5-3 victory for Switzerland over Kazakhstan. And the other matchup, uh, is this a surprise? Sweden beating Finland in overtime 3-2. Well, those countries have a huge rivalry as well, as big as Canada and the United States are bigger because of their proximity. And uh, the Finns always surprise me at every major tournament. You know, you always think, mm, it's Finland. How You know, how much harm can they do? And, and then they push they, the Swedes, yeah. <laughs> who are supposed to have a very strong team. They push the Swedes to overtime. So that tells me that if I'm Canada, the United States, Russia, I don't want to face one of those t- two countries in the crossover for the quarterfinals because that could be bye-bye time. Could be a bit of a problem. Hey, before we go too much further, tell everybody where we're at. We are at our hospitality suite in Olomouc at the Clarion Hotel. And uh, it's... Oh, what time is it? It now? is twelve twenty-three a.m. A.m. We're still here. We're on the twenty-seventh. <laughs> this is going to be out in North America on the twenty-sixth shortly. Right. That's right. So, uh, and of course, I said this has been a tough, tiring day for a lot of people because we did a lot of traveling. Oh yeah. We took in two highly emotional games. This is as quiet as this room is going to be, but we have some nice people. Yeah. Uh, just hey, are you guys okay? <laughs> Everybody, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, there we go. Like I said. <laughs> <laughs> a little on the quiet side tonight, but this place will turn into more of a zoo in uh, in and due a, time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're doing the hop. Is that what that, you're doing the hop over there? Uh, let's uh, let's talk about Team Canada. Yes. That was impressive. Then that was wow. a game that, uh, first and foremost, the final score, Canada, 6-4 to four over the Americans. But it, uh, it, it didn't start very well for Team no, Canada. It did not, and I thought it was going to be... Uh, a U.S. runaway after the first period when it was 2 nothing, And uh, everybody before the game was like, oh, Nico Dawes is in that? I think a lot of people expected uh, the Oilers goaltender, Domingue, to be starting. And he, he didn't, he didn't even, even dress. dress. So that raised a few eyebrows. I What's your take on that, by the way? I, I've been, I don't know, know if you're just resting the guy or you want to see what the other two guys have, but taking a look at, as we've been calling it, the pool of death, I don't know if I'd be screwing around too much with taking risks on wins and losses with backup yeah, goaltenders. I, I, who knows what's going on in uh, Dale Hunter's head, but uh, the only thing I could think of is you want to get the guys into the tournament in this first game. Yeah, You're willing to see how it goes. And then if you have a bad performance, you could always go back to the guys and say, okay, we still have our race in the hole with our number one goaltender, a perceived number one goaltender coming into the tournament, and he's still available for us. So, yeah, we lost to the United States, but they haven't beat us with our best goaltender yet. So Canada fall down 2 nothing in the first period and at the intermission. It and was of course, grim. We're with our group. And Did you feel that there was a bit oh, of grimness with the group? Because I, I actually didn't feel it at all with the people I was hanging no, with. No, I just felt a little bit of tension in that, uh-oh. You know, we're off to a slow start. Maybe, maybe the United States are that and a bag of chips and uh, well we they're still that to, well they are they have that power play is lethal and uh but that goal uh that was scored in the second period changed the game entirely because after i thought before even before that i thought canada came out was much more physical showed a lot more urgency uh we're winning races to pucks we're winning more puck battles and there were moments in that second period where canada was had lengthy amounts of time in the the American end and just didn't cash uh, cash in. But then eventually they did get that goal. And from there, the power play went to work. 
and uh, they were able to win this hockey game, even though they got a little bit of a scare at the end. Yes, and the other thing, too, that was interesting about this game for me, so they're down 2 nothing after 20 minutes of play. They come back and score three straight goals, Yes, and I figured, well, this might really kind of dampen the enthusiasm of the Americans, and uh-uh, did not happen whatsoever. In fact, I thought the Americans completely carried the play after that third Canadian goal right through to the conclusion of the second period, Yep. And uh, and then Canada and had gets that goal called off. Yes, right at the end of the period, a huge moment for both teams. Yep. And so the Canadians go to the locker room with a three-two lead. They come back. They make it four-two. Some of the people uh, talking to some Czech people behind say, "Well, that's it." They, yeah. they, they, they thought. That, I said, mm, uh, "You you haven't watched these no, two teams not, play enough, and not in junior hockey. I mean, in professional hockey." There are less mistakes, but these are 17, 18, 19 year old kids with crazy emotion who sometimes just don't make the right decision. And that's what makes junior hockey exciting because you know that there's those moments where the unexpected happened. Yeah. Like when Lafreniere scored at the end there, that's an unexpected play. You know, you don't, the U.S. just scored, they have all the momentum. And why that guy makes that cross-ice pass, you don't know. Well, let, so let's back it up here a little bit. So they have a 4-2 lead, and some people are starting to just think they're going to take this to the bank. And I'm just sitting there going, I don't think this one's over. The Americans haven't quit at any point in this hockey game. And a power player, too. Exactly. And- bang, bang. Next thing you know, it's 4-4. Four, four. Yep. And everybody in the building can kind of feel, uh-oh, here we go oh, yeah. again. And then uh, what a player Lafreniere is. Somebody's going to be very happy on draft day because uh, yeah. that boy – is gonna four point night. You know, I could see him being one of the best players in the NHL in short order because uh, he's got the the wheels, he's got the talent, and he's one of those players that just has that. Uh, when the big moment arises, he steps just, up. It just happens. That's for a them. Wayne Gretzky thing, yeah, by the way. It just happens for them. Yeah, the puck flies <laughs> into where they are. And, and there just he is. at the right moment, they get it, and he just snuck that puck. I mean, it was very tight, but those guys make those plays. So he scores on an incredible play with seven seconds gone after the Americans tied at four, and uh, and that was enough for Team Canada, and now they're in pretty good shape in the group of death. Well, and you have that Canadian crowd there. Let's not forget. Oh, yeah. That. You have the Canadian crowd there, and I have to say, I didn't know if there were many Americans in the – I didn't see very many. If there were, probably parents, friends, and family. Yeah. You know, and uh, for the Canadians, you know, the rink cleared out a little bit after the Czech game, but I would say that it was 80% Canadians in there for the Canadian game. Yeah. And uh, as soon as Lafreniere scored, that place went crazy. The, the thing that was interesting to me, both games were considered a sellout because they sold out all their tickets. That's yes. what they said. So just around 8,600. Yes. I saw more empty seats for the first game than I did the second game, especially I, on your side of the arena. I wonder, I wonder, Bryn, a lot of them on our side right below where I was right. were reserved for scouts. That's and, yeah, NHL right. scouts and media, and especially the scouts. And I wonder if those scouts... And during that first game, yeah, may have been watching Sweden Finland. Well, like I said, those seats were full for the Canada game yeah, against the Americans, yep. and they were not full for the earlier game. So, I, you know, like well, I said, it's it's only day one of the tournament. Yeah, Nikolai Habibulin was right below me watching most of the game. Was he? 
So I think he was very, I think he was looking and going, which oh boy. one of these two teams can we win a game? He's the general manager of the Russian national team who just lost to the Czechs earlier in the day. Yeah. And I think he's sitting there going, which one of these, these two teams do we think we can beat? Yeah. Because we're going to need to beat one of them. But there are some people who have predicted that they might even win it all. And they could if they turn it around. It's 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 only day it's one of the hockey. tournament. And it's one game. But the other thing, too, and we've talked about this in the past, and I talked to a couple of the Czech fans in, in the section I was with. I said, okay, how big is this win today? Just to see if they could kind of put it into perspective a little bit for me. And they talk about, you know, they talk about everything that you would expect. This is us against them. And, uh, of course, with the, the long history between these two countries – you can't uh, you can't be too terribly surprised that that place was jacked up for that game. It was it was a pleasure to be at both of these games, and it was a lot of fun. Everything I kind of expected, and more. And I just wonder how much if if you're setting the bar here today. Uh, hey, our pizza's here. Thank you yeah, very thank much. You. Our pizza is here, and uh, rave reviews I'm hearing on the Hawaiian pizza. I love the fact we've come to the Czech Republic <laughs> for Hawaiian pizza, but everybody says it's and, great and chips and dip and chips and dip. Yeah, exactly. So we're good. Yeah. So the thing for me that's exciting about what the Czechs did today is that their next game, Bryn, is against the Germans. You, and if they can win that, if they can win that game, yeah, the momentum that that team is going to have going into its final two games against the United States, yeah, and then against Canada. the The building will be hopping. The building is going to be hopping, big and we time. say that with pun intended. Uh, yeah, it, it, this goes back to what we talked about in October. And nobody gave these guys a chance. The only thing we said, well, it's a wild card because we just oh, yeah, don't know well, what's going to happen, hey. like whether or not they're going to feed off the intensity of the building, and they did tonight. Exactly. We said there's five countries that going into any hockey tournament around the world, the Swedes, the Finns, the Canadians, the Russians. Americans. The Americans. Yeah. And then the rest. And then the rest. But <laughs> there's that wild card of playing at home. Yeah. And getting momentum on your side and getting a goaltender who might go on a little bit of a run. Hey. Catch lightning in a bottle. Uh, you absolutely can. You know what's amazing about the Team Canada victory today? Do you remember the last time that they beat the Americans? Not offhand. 2015. Uh -oh. And that was uh, Canada's first win over Team USA between then and tonight. Wow. And, uh, the, uh, it was, and that was in the gold medal matchup. Yes, I remember that. Connor now. McDavid and Max right. Domi, oh, if I recall. Gosh. So it was—it's uh, been a while. So we were uh, watching a team that was, I guess, at risk of losing their fifth straight to the U.S. Now this is the preliminary round, and you hope you don't waste a little bit of that magic now. But I—I I suspect I was very impressed with the American team tonight. I was—I'm uh, guessing well, they got that these, some shooters. These, oh yeah, they do. And and like I said. Both teams, whenever they seemed like they were kind of out of it from a momentum standpoint, never quit. Yeah, they just came back, and that shows two teams that have some resiliency and has some confidence and some swagger that they know that if they push the issue, they have the opportunity to come back from any deficit against any team in the tournament. And uh, I, it would not shock me, depending on how the, the uh, crossover and everything works out, to see these two teams in the final. It would not shock me at all. No. Uh, and uh, uh, some people, uh, well, our friend Craig Button, TSN, actually picks Russia and Canada in the final. He picked Russia to win it. 
Not with that kind of goaltending that they got tonight. No. But it could be a one-off because That's these right. kids play the way they do. And they could bounce back. And it's Saturday when Canada's next matchup is against Russia. Oh, man. Whew. And uh, obviously that'll be on TSN back home. It's 10 o'clock Mountain and uh, noon Eastern time. Yep. And that'll be a great matchup as well. So. Well, Canada-Russia, Canada-United States, those are the two marquee matchups for Canadian hockey. And uh, how can you not get excited when you when you see those two games on the schedule? And uh, if it's anything like the Canada-U.S. game that we had today, I mean, that's, uh, that's one we're going to remember for a long time. I tend to agree with you. Uh, let's tell everybody what we're going to be doing here over the next week and a half, two weeks. Uh, we're going to be in here in the hospitality suite after every Team Canada game. Starting with our next Team Canada game, we'll actually be able to see us on YouTube while we record this podcast the moment we finish recording it, we'll throw it up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts so you can hear it maybe later when you feel like you want to hear it. So uh, that's what we've got planned. Today is just too tight, too much stuff going on to, to get the video up and running, but we will. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know if people wanted to see our haggard faces well, from the tiredness today. We look pretty rough right now, I can yeah. tell you that. Just kind of going on fumes at this point. Like I said, uh, for us right now, it's 12.35 in the morning on Friday. And we were up at about 6 this uh, morning. Yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a long day, and we're not going to go forever with this today, but uh, just kind of want to kind of bring you up to speed on uh, on where things are at. Do you like the coaching by Team Canada today? Yeah, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I was uh, surprised uh, he had Byfeld out there when he did, when he took that penalty. Yeah. Uh, usually you don't have a kid that young out there at that time of the game when the game is on the line. But uh, overall, um, I like the way he used uh, Hayden, uh, Hayden. I like the way that he used his defense. And uh, like I said, the only question for me is uh, trying to figure out why he started uh, Dawes. You know, we speculated a little bit as to why. And he looked solid after but the he first was, period. He, he, he made saves when he had to. Um, I don't think there's one you could say really was really a bad goal. I mean, there's one that was screened that went uh, uh, that I thought he he had a tough you know look at, but right. other than that, I thought he was fine. And uh, the the other thing, I I. I I don't know what was said, and often, and people always say this, oh, I want the coach must have had the paint peeling off the wall in yeah. the locker room. That doesn't happen very much. I don't think on game one. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be pushing that button no. and playing that card right away. Yeah. But they made some adjustments. Yes. And it worked beautifully in the second period, and they also picked up their intensity level. The, that was the key. We, we've often talked about this, and, and I've talked about it in the past. When I first started doing hockey play-by-play back in the 80s, I started with the University of Alberta Golden Bears. So... I had a chance to talk to the legend Claire Drake yeah. frequently on bus trips back from Saskatoon or Lethbridge or wherever. And uh, I always used to ask him, what's the one thing you watch for first in any hockey game? He says, it's really easy for me. It's uh, about uh, puck pursuit and puck possession. If we aren't getting to the puck first or we aren't taking the puck off them, I know we're in for a long night. And tonight in the first period, Team Canada just seemed like they were steps slow. Yep, they were second place. And then they were down 2 nothing before you know it. But I just like the fact that they had the gumption. You might want to Google that word, gumption. <laughs> they had the gumption to, to battle back. I just I think that if there were some slight changes made by the coaching staff, they should be applauded for it because it worked, it worked great. Well, there were a couple of big hits that you could see. The It just... The rest of the team just lifted when they saw those big hits oh, yeah. and said, okay, I got to go out there and I got to bring some energy 
and I got to finish some checks here. I can't be watching this game and having one or two guys do the the heavy lifting. And I think that's what happened. They saw a couple of guys get a little more physical, get a little bit harder in on the four check and win make sure that they win those battles and I think as a team it lifted them. And uh, from there, that's when they started to put pressure on the Americans. And eventually, that's where they got their goals and got some calls their way to get those power plays. We talked about Alex right off the top. He, he's going to carry the mail for Team Canada. But Good player. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, Barrett Hayton, who, uh, who chipped in with two goals in this matchup. It was named the captain of the team. Yep. So he, he took a really dumb penalty right off the top that yeah, put Team did. Canada down one nothing. And I thought, hey, let's see how he responds. And he responded in fantastic, oh, fantastic thought, manner. I thought he was skating really well. I thought he skated, you know, miles out there. And I thought Valeno was really good on the face-off circle. Oilers have a very big winger as well. Yeah, Lavoie. Who I thought played very well. I thought he was fine. Yeah, he, you know? uh, was, on the, he was in the right place at the right time. And yeah. we talk about being on the right side of the puck. Yeah, nothing spectacular, but I thought he played a decent game. Yeah. and uh, Defensively responsible. One, th- yeah. one of the things we were watching in our section was... Was he coming back into the right positions? And, and I, I thought he did a great job of that. Yeah, so. I thought he was fine. I think, uh, you know, as he gets more comfortable maybe in this tournament because it's his first time at the World Juniors, as yeah. it is for most of these guys. But some guys, as the tournament rolls on and they get more comfortable, and the key is finding a niche on the hockey team. If you can find a niche on the hockey team and, and, and expand it throughout the tournament, yeah. When it comes down to the playoff games, you may have a bigger role than you do right now. And I think that for a player like him is trying to find that little niche and taking whatever that niche is and making it your own. As we've seen in Canada Cups in the past with Team Canada, sometimes you have guys that are offensive players that become the the third line guys. You know, the Dale Howard checks I remember in the Canada Cups were more than willing to take that third line role and do whatever had to be done when their whole career they were the first-line guys that had to produce all the goals, the Brent Sutters, you know, uh, guys like that. And Lavoie just has to find a niche as to what his role on the hockey team, the best way that he can help the team and give Dale uh, Hunter an opportunity to use him in different situations where he can expand his role. You also talk about guys having to change their style maybe a little bit to fit in properly on Team Canada. And I remember a conversation I had with Theo Fleury this was after the punch-up just down the road in yeah. Piastani, and uh, and he said it was such a disappointing loss, yeah. which really wasn't a loss. It was just the fact that somebody didn't know how to find the light switch to turn things back on. But the following year, it was in Moscow. Yes. And he said they loaded the team up. He said, we were not going to lose. He says, honestly, he said, we were not going to lose the gold medal the following year, and we wanted to really take it and shove it. Yeah. To the uh, to the Soviet team, the Russian team, uh, on their home ice, and and we talk about players taking on different roles. And he said Joe Sakic was their fourth line center. Oh, absolutely! And <laughs> you know, I was here for the World Juniors in uh, I think it was two thousand seven, going two thousand eight, and you had Stamkos, you had Tavares, you know. Oh yeah, and and those guys were willing to do whatever they had to do. You know, if one wasn't on the power play, no, you know. I'll play against the other team's top line and do the best I can. What do you need me to do? You do what you have to do. And and that's what you need from a team like this. Again, all these guys are stars on their own team. No different than when you have a Team Canada at the Olympics. 
in a, in a different scale, but all these guys are used to being the guy on their team, probably have been the guy on their team since Adam or Pee Wee. It's a little bit humbling sometimes to look on that chalkboard and see you're the fourth line center. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like... Well, Theron said he, Joe didn't bat an eye. He said, okay, done. Yeah. You want me to check more than score? It was very effective. Yep. But you do what you, you got to do. You got to yeah. do what you got to do to win. And the teams that have that buy-in are the teams that are going to be ones successful. Are the yeah. Where guys aren't, you know, pouting because they're not on the power play or pouting because they're not with the, playing with Lafreniere on the, you know, as their center. Yep. And uh, to me, it looked like the guys on Team Canada, you know, and the U.S., both have bought into what their coaches are selling. Ball down to seven seconds tonight. Americans tied up 4-4, and everybody started to chew the fingernails a little bit, and then seven seconds later, Canada takes the lead, and they, uh, like they respond. Yeah, they respond big time with a 6-4 to victory over, uh, over Team USA, who, like I said, they didn't roll over. They gave it a pretty good effort. It was a, Both games were... Uh, we're fantastic today. And I'd love to see them again somewhere down the road. That would be a fun one. Because that would be fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you and I, I think we'd better eat our pizza tonight. Yes. Uh, we, uh, we, as I say, we're going to be here through this entire event and after every Team Canada game. We'll be, uh, we'll be obviously posting a podcast and also we'll be giving you the opportunity to watch us live. And you can, if you were watching us live today on YouTube, you would see the, uh, you, you said, I thought those guys checked their bags. They were talking about the ones under our eyes today. It's been a long day, but it's been worth it. And please give us some feedback on Twitter, uh, at Azurcan Global, at Bryn Mighty Mouth. And uh, we love to, to hear from you guys on Twitter. Some people are going to bed right now. So it's... Uh, we have pizza. We There's have, pizza yeah, here. Right. We have plenty of pizza. That's right. Okay. So, yeah, please give us some feedback. We love to, to hear uh, from people out there that are listening to our podcasts and uh, let us know what you think. Get some sleep and enjoy the pizza and the chips, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you as we get... As, hey, we're going to be talking about the Russia, Canada. Oh, my God. The next time. So I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. Okay, thanks, Paul. See you later. Have a good All night. Right.